This podcast is made possible by NoCD. NoCD offers effective, affordable, and convenient OCD therapy. NoCD therapists are trained in exposure and response prevention, otherwise known as ERP therapy, which is the gold standard treatment for OCD. With NoCD, you can do virtual, live, face-to-face video sessions with one of their licensed, specialty-trained therapists, and they accept most major insurance plans. To find out more about NoCD, visit NoCD.com to book a free 15-minute call. We're hot. We're fun. We're crying. But we're trying. We've got looks. We've got books. Also, we're sad. Sad Sad girls girls who read. read. Hey, sad girls. Hey. Welcome back. Welcome back, girlies. Girly pops. Allegra, last time we spoke, uh, you were telling me your dating updates, and I've been thinking about you. So what's going on with the girl that you were flirting with who you didn't know if you were flirting and tell me I'm getting I'm definitely getting straight vibes I'm getting (gasps) I know it's so tragic but I'm really getting straight vibes and like I'm not willing especially because she like initially like asked for a therapist and then she's like really wanting a therapist so I'm like okay maybe she just like really wanted a therapist and I'm not about especially because I'm a therapist I'm not about to like insert like a flirty line. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's just like, yeah. it's like, you can't do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. I'm not trying whatsoever. Like one of my bisexual friends was like, you need to say something like, I'll give you referrals and I'd love to see you again. But like, I just don't feel comfortable with that because I don't know. I feel like she was like asking me to be her therapist and then was like, yes, send referrals. So it's like, you know what I mean? I'm not going to like muddy that water you know, if someone's looking for a therapist. I know, but that's so sticky because like you met in a setting that had nothing. In a non-clinical setting, right? Like, and I happen to say I'm a therapist, Damn you know, and like that could be, I guess for some people, like a way to slide, but I definitely don't think that that's what's happening. See, I disagree. Like, I would totally side with something like that. I would be like, what do you do? Oh, you do that? And then I would act all interested in it, even if I, like, didn't care. But I don't know. But I feel like she actually is genuinely interested in, you know what I mean? So it's like, I feel like if I would have said, like, oh, I can give you people, like, if someone were flirting, they would probably say something like, okay, yeah, that works perfectly. Then I can see you again. You know what I mean? Like, I just definitely Mm -hmm. get I don't get gay vibes, which is so sad. What about bi vibes? I thought I got bi vibes, maybe. But like, even now, I just, I'm not clear. I don't know. Keep me updated. Anyway, Allegra, how was your week? My week has been good. So damn busy trying to figure that out. I feel like I'm just like too busy to have any other feelings right now. So I feel like... Gets back from vacation, goes hard. The vacation that like literally was not a vacation. Yeah. I'm like, I can't. Um, but other than that, I feel like I just can't believe we're getting into September. Like summer is fucking almost over. It's cray cray. That freaks me out. Like, where does the time go? I feel like I just moved into this building and now it's about to be September. That's wild. And like, so scary. We started the podcast like in February, March, February, March. Gosh, yeah. So it's like been like a minute now. That's so wild. And we are talking about sad girls. We're doing a book a week, and I feel like n- 
you guys can't keep up and we can't keep up. So we're going to like start incorporating like sad girl sermons and some guests, special, and guests. Stuff. special guests, because a book a week is a lot. And it's we hear you. We hear you. We know it's a lot. And we agree. We are on your side. We are on your side, honey. How was your week? Thick. Uh, It was good. It was fine. It was fine. I'm like in like a fine headspace. I'm like, I love fall. Fall is when I thrive. I'm like a pumpkin spice fucking bitch. I got my, oh my first. God, you got one already. I got from Dunkin' and then Starbucks pumpkin spice latte launches next Thursday, August 24th. I literally know when everything launches. Like I am a fall girly. You know what launches tomorrow that you must know about is the Essa Bagel and Magnolia Bakery are <gasps> like collab and it launches tomorrow. So the cream cheese is the bread pudding. You know, I don't like cream cheese. But you have to try this. I will, but it's and like early we wanted it the other day and it says August 17th. You sent that to me, right? Someone sent me I that bagel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. sent you that. Yeah. So yeah, the weather is hot as a devil's butt, but we're getting into like the fall weather, which we stand. Thanks. No, today was so hot. I sweated so much. Sweat, sweat, sweat. I have to walk to like home goods after this and it i'm like it i'm gonna be so gross i fucking drove to home goods in the hamptons it was a wild experience why did you go in the hamptons because we passed it and i was like i have not been able to drive to a home good since living in los angeles i love isn't that nuts i like the it's like erotic it's it's erotic (laughs) so this week's book is called the measure by nikki ehrlich we have a lot to talk about i'm gonna read the summary wild so the summary is eight ordinary people one extraordinary choice it seems like any other day you wake up pour a cup of coffee and head out but today when you open your front door waiting for you is a small wooden box this box holds your fate inside the answer to the exact number of years you will live from suburban doorsteps to desert tents every person on every continent receives the same box in an instant the world is thrust into a collective frenzy where did these boxes come from what do they mean Is there truth to what they promise? As society comes together and pulls apart, everyone faces the same shocking choice. Do they wish to know how long they'll live? And if so, what will they do with that knowledge? The measure charts the dawn of this new world through an unforgettable cast of characters whose decisions and fates interweave with one another, best friends whose dream are forever entwined, pin pals finding refuge in the unknown, a couple who thought they didn't have to rush, a doctor who cannot save himself, and a politician whose box becomes the powder keg that ultimately changes everything. Bum, bum, bum. Okay, I didn't read the summary of this book at all, so when I... Got oh, wow. to like the plot. I was mm-hmm. shook. You're like, what's going on? I did. I literally went in blind. I did not at all read anything about this. And how did you feel going in blind? I was excited. I don't know. I just was. Well, here's the thing. I tried to rent this from the library like a normal citizen. And mm-hmm. then, of course, the book that I want, which is The Measure, someone has had out for like three weeks. And so I got on the waiting list. And then that was so I had to like order it from Target. And I just like was like, I'm going to jump into this. I can't even mm-hmm. anymore. Um, I wow. did not expect this whatsoever. If I didn't know what was coming, I would have been like shooketh. I was shocked when the strings arrived. Dead, dead on floor. Also, like I knew they were coming, but you know those situations where like, I don't know, like, you know, it's not real, but it in the book, it felt so real because it was placed in a reality world. So real. 
And just like, what a great plot. I feel like this was one of the most interesting, unique books we've read. And it was so different in terms of plots. She, Nikki, who wrote it, is a genius. She has like, she went to Harvard. Like, she's like, her brain is like Harvard and Columbia. Cool. Same, same, same. We may chat with her eventually. I would love to ask her a shit ton of questions. Like, where did you get this idea? Right. Where did this come from, Nikki? Tell us. Um, so when the box first showed up, first of all, they're saying it showed up everywhere. Like if you lived in the desert, if you were homeless, if you lived in a mansion, all over the world. It if was a happened, hard to believe. It was. It was giving me Santa Claus. It was giving me yeah. Easter Bunny. But then I just, I jumped on and I was like, okay, I'll believe it. If this happened to you, Allegra, like it shows up outside your apartment door. What do you, what, what would you have done? Obviously open the box. Really? Oh yeah. Like sometimes... I like I would open it for sure. Like I just feel mm. like if there's a box sitting at my door, like I'm gonna be like, is Dom Gabriel proposing? Like I don't, you know what I mean? Like I don't know. I would open it. What if you had already heard like what the meaning was and you knew you were about I to would see have it? to know? I just could not live. I feel like it would keep me up at night. It would keep me up at night if I didn't know what was gonna happen. It reminded me so much of OCD for some reason because in OCD, like you don't have the certainty, like at least for certain subsects of it, like you don't have the certainty, like with contamination, like you're not going to have the certainty. And this box would give you certainty. You would live your life, like not knowing you could live so much happier if you knew you would be anxious every day until you died. I feel like I wouldn't want to know, but I feel like with the box's arrival, I definitely would have opened it on accident or something. Like I feel like I wouldn't want to know. I absolutely agree. I would want to be like Amy that didn't open it and didn't know. And Uh like for everyone listening, basically the string that you get measures your life to like the Mm -hmm. month. So you Mm -hmm. know when you're going to die, you just don't know how. I wouldn't want to know that. Like if a psychic told me like you're going to die in whatever years, I would probably like... I would lose it. Yeah. I just know myself. Like if that box came to my doorstep, I would, I would be like, is this a snack? Like, what is this? I know I would like hide it and try not to look at it, but I would think about it all the time. Yeah. I just feel like, how do you get over the hump of like thinking constantly? Like, is it long? Is it short? Is it long? You know what I mean? Like that's an obsession. Like that is, that is an obsession in and of itself. Like I feel like the worst obsession because it's, telling you how long you're going to live. That's crazy. I just thought of this question. If you got the box today, how long do you think your string would be? Like, I I don't really think about like... My string would be long as shit. Listen, if something would have taken me out, it would best have taken me out already. Okay. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I I feel like both of ours will be long. Like, I just have a feeling. You know, because like, I don't know. I feel like we've both been through so much and I've had like so many like close, I don't want to say close experiences with death. (laughs) Close calls. (laughs) <laughs> not funny it's not funny I, it's it really not. isn't funny I'm not laughing but like when like my OCD was really bad and I was like yeah. like suicide felt like the only way out you know like I just feel like my life is it's gonna be a long one <laughs> that's awesome that you have like hope and you believe in yourself that way because like in a, in your darkest moments I'm sure it doesn't feel like that you know No. And I think what's scarier to me, which like brings up so many questions about this book is like living a long life, but not having the things that I really desire. Like that feels scarier. Mm. Like Ben and Amy in the book, like the most beautiful love story ever. And they had what, like 10 years together, but like, that's more than 
like their love story and what they got is more than some people can hope for in a lifetime. Mm -hmm. So it's like, for me, I would pick that over living the rest of my life, not having met like my person and not having children. Agreed. It's like, we talk, I ask you this at the end, I will ask you, but it's like, so do the years matter or do you, how you fill them matter? I feel like that's always been the question. Like you can have a full life and only live to be 20 something, you know, percent. yeah, it's how you fill them. So the book covers a really large ensemble of eight characters. And it kind of was confusing at first because they were jumping okay. around and I was like, wait, who are we talking about? Who's Jack, who's Anthony, right? It starts with Nina and Mara, a lesbian couple that's lived together only a few years when they get their boxes. Okay, so I like love this couple. Like, I want to be friends with Mara and Nina. So gorgeous, these gay girlies. I know. We love a gay girly. And Mara's black and Nina's white. That's what I picked up. Yeah. I don't know if they specifically said Nina's ethnicity, but... Mara is black. And I feel like you could sometimes see that like Nina wasn't quite grasping like to live as a black woman, but was really trying. Yeah. And Mara not only was going up against this difficulty of being black in America, but also now she is a short string and short stringers are being discriminated against. So she's like doubly discriminated against. And Nina had a hard time supporting her until she figured out how to be more supportive but like do you remember that scene where she she's like i just don't get it like all you want to do is protest mara's like this is my life right and i'm so glad that ethnicity and racism got brought up because before that got brought up i was literally thinking like if we're thinking like theme and bigger picture like this Mm -hmm. is a thousand percent what happens to people yeah like the color of your skin dictates how you can live and laws and whether or not the police are going to literally kill you. I mean, like you can work. Yes. How much money you make. I was putting that together before it even happened. And I was thinking like, at first I thought, is this the authors showing us what it's like to live in, let's say a marginalized identity, but from a different perspective, but then she also brought in the Mm. ethnicity. Yeah. It was such an interesting way to go about it because it was fictional but it felt so it felt so real and it also like reminded me of the pandemic in so many ways the way the government got involved 2020 this had to have been like inspired somewhat by the pandemic i'm sure she's like and it's crazy because before the pandemic i would have read something like this and been like i do not believe this but honestly after the pandemic i i can read anything and believe it i'm like anything could happen aliens pandemic strings from heaven like anything can happen Wait, the best meme that i saw the other day was like i've got to pull it up it was about an alien baby it's so iconic and it's like Stop. everyone's timeline soon my baby's headed back to school and it's an alien with a lunchbox and school things it's wait hold on hold it still oh my I'm god like, is this not my life like i will have an alien child i mean Anywho. they're seven feet tall let's fucking go yeah. You said, let's go. You said, honey. I said, honey, you're seven feet tall. So Mora had a short string. Nina's is long. And they had to learn how to navigate through this. And this was wild. Like, it had me thinking, had me thinking real hard. Like, what would it, you do it, in that situation? What would you do? But also, it, I keep coming back to mental health. 
because it is kind of similar to like when one person in a relationship has depression, anxiety, this thing, and the other person knows it's kind of going to be there forever and you either accept it or you don't. Did you see that similarity? Oh, interesting. I feel like mental health didn't come up at all for me, but I love that because it shows that like, yeah, but you're, you're also in a relationship. So you're probably thinking about those things. I was about the more like literal, like, Mm. would you marry this person? Would you have kids with them? Would you? Would I? Mm -hmm. A short stringer? Oh, a hundred percent. Like there was not ever a doubt in my, like Ben, I would have gobbled him up like a fucking magnolia bakery little pudding his ex was a horrible person you don't open someone else's fucking box so horrible and okay so do you think ben basically said he came to the point where his ex did have like like he wasn't that upset that she left because he knew that it was like a big burden what do you think like do you think the ex had a right to do that should it have just been done more nicely I think it was such an invasion of privacy. It's like going through someone's journal, but 20 times worse, because that is a that is something you can't unsee. That is something, you know, for the rest of your life is going to impact you every day. I hate what she did. And I also think breaking up with him was cowardly. I don't agree with any of it. No, I know. And then it's so hard. Like, I really try to put myself in her mind. Like, Mm -hmm. maybe she just didn't want that for the rest of her life. You know what I mean? But it just, it's like, no, you've been in love with this person. And I liked what they said. None of us are guaranteed that. Like we all enter, I say we all, as I'm not like the most single bitch in Manhattan. We all enter into like relationships, not knowing. I mean, you could marry someone and like they could die the next fucking day. You look, look at that thing that happened at, there was a wedding, I think in like South Carolina and the bride got killed by a drunk driver on the way home from their wedding. Like you would get killed on your fucking wedding day. So it's like, you don't get that guarantee with someone anyways. Yeah. yeah. And I so feel like love is like the one of the most special things in the world, if not the most special. Like if you have found your person, why the fuck would you give that up? I, I just, yeah. it doesn't make sense to me. I feel like it, it. she has a lot of inner work to do. Bye, sweetie. What was her name? I forgot her name. I forget. I hate her. Bless. Bye. So Amy is Nina's sister and she works at this school that holds a support group for short stringers. You didn't think of mental health in this. I literally thought of it as like a- Oh, I definitely did. And I was thinking like, should I join group therapy? Like, it sounds wonderful. (laughs) I know. While I was reading this, I was like, I need to- I need group. Well, because you know, I've heard a lot of people say OCD group therapy is- I mean, you lead one. I lead one. And it's my favorite part of my work week. It is actually the best thing ever are you in a group therapy for ocd no 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 no. and i never wanted to for ocd like my therapist eight years ago my ocd therapist like handed me a pamphlet because at the ocd center of los angeles like they ran a lot of groups but i was like fuck no because i didn't want to pick up another person's obsession like my brain was so fucking sticky Mm. like reading a book about ocd one day and then i got so scared that i was going to get his like mental compulsions and Mm. i had a breakdown so like that was just never an option for me like i did not want that what if it was a group of all like-minded, like you all had the same, like, so certainly, yeah, I feel like I would have done that. And now that I'm like, obviously like in a much better place, I would a hundred percent. Um, I don't know if I would join an OCD one. Maybe I think I would more so want like a, like 
late twenties, mid thirties, like support group or process group. Yes. I want a depression group. That would be so great. I know. I like want to like actually. But the thing is, I feel like with this group, they got to be friends outside of it. In a lot of groups, there are rules. Like even in my group, it's like they all have like a group chat going, which is like fine, a group texting thing. But like I basically said, like, you have to be really careful about having friends outside of the group because if two group members go off and they're like best friends and then everybody else feels excluded, Mm -hmm. it kind of like really messes with the group dynamic. So some Mm -hmm. group therapist leaders will say, like, you cannot contact each other outside of the group. Isn't that wild? That's wild. I understand that, but. Yeah, because you would, it's like, oh, Tony and Susie are off at what? And it's like, yeah, it could make the dynamics weird. I feel like you like can't share. You feel like you can't share if you're excluded. Yeah. We should find a group. We really should. I just feel awkward as a therapist. I feel like it would be so weird to be like, I'm a therapist in group therapy. Who cares? No. Again, doctors need surgery too, Allegra. Rupert, you might need surgery if you keep eating all that soil. Not Rupert. What would Ruby's string be? (laughs) You're like short as hell. (laughs) No, stop it. I can't like, I have a breakdown (laughs) at least twice a month about the like lifespan of my dog i love her kisses and her little breath smells so cute you like dog breath right i love dog breath okay i loved some people think i'm weird and i'm like i will make a perfume out of her breath so i can spray the rest of my life and then what i I want to do is like get her little teeth on a necklace that would be so cutie like pearls i think it would be so cute too but i feel like people think it is like weird no it's not they need to get a life a little choppers on a necklace get a freaking life This podcast is made possible by NoCD. NoCD offers effective, affordable, and convenient OCD therapy. NoCD therapists are trained in exposure and response prevention, otherwise known as ERP therapy, which is the gold standard treatment for OCD. With NoCD, you can do virtual, live, face-to-face video sessions with one of their licensed, specialty-trained therapists, and they accept most major insurance plans. To find out more about NoCD, visit NoCD.com to book a free 15-minute call. Allegra, what did you think about Ben, like, leaving his letter and then Amy finding it? Okay. Giving Romeo and Juliet. I've also never read that. Um, well, no, 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 it wasn't. It that it's totally not actually giving the plot. It was romantic. Okay, I thought it was the most romantic thing ever. I would love that to happen to me. And I'm sorry because we're gonna come to this full circle moment. I need to read. So basically, they're like they start writing back and forth. It's it's so wild how all of the characters like intertwined in each other. I know. I love. So that. they didn't know each other, but Ben B at first writes about how he was visiting a World War II museum and there were soldiers' letters framed on the walls. And one of them was from a man to Gertrude. And it says, no matter what happens, I still feel the same. And, oh my God, that killed me. Like the most beautiful thing ever. That was so cute. I knew that was going to get you. You're such a sucker for romance. I am such a fucking hopeless romantic. Like, and I don't want to get to the end yet, but like the bench, I like lost it. I lost it. It was so cute. But could you see yourself writing with a stranger? Like, would you feel comfortable enough to just like drop the note and keep writing to a perfect stranger? Honestly, what he said something like it was easier for him to confess his real feelings 
writing it down. And I agree, like if you ever journal or keep a diary or whatever, it's so much easier to get that out than to say those things to someone. Um, On paper, it's easier to express yourself. So I feel like that's a really good outlet. And he kind of was like, fuck it, I'll do whatever. Like this teacher might be kooky, but I think the second he felt connected to her, he was hooked and it wasn't going to end. I feel like there have to be men like Ben out there. Definitely. Or I'm going to start leaving letters all around me. <laughs> you need you need an artist, Allegra. The more I like hear what you want, like you need like a creative, like sweet man who like writes poetry. That could work. I do. I feel like I need like, I need a writer. I need someone who reads. Yeah. I just, I feel like I can't do these like finance men or like no. not knocking anyone, but like, yeah, I just, I feel like. I need someone that's like very emotionally intelligent and cares about art for sure. You definitely need, I feel like you're going to find like a writer somewhere. I hope so. You will. Okay. Anthony Rollins. Rollins. Yeah. He was giving gross. Trump. No, I literally was thinking that I was like, he's giving Trump whole time. He makes this initiative star initiative where people must like disclose their strings. What do you think about that? Should the government be able to, no, 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 and like to force people to open their that just feels so wrong, and then to actively discriminate like setting us back so far. But then it's mm-hmm. also so fucked up because I'm like, is it setting us back so far? Considering so many people are still discriminated against today. I know, I know, you and know? the government, like, yeah, we're going backwards. Like women are, we're yeah. like abortion is not legal in some states. Like it just is Dude. so wild. Yes, women, we are going back for our right to have any freedom over our body. It's terrifying. This is what the book reminded me of as well. Like, don't tell me what to do with my string. Don't tell me how to live my life. That's my right. freedom. And you know men just say that you can't do certain things because totally. of string. But it's like, and then it's so ironic that like Anthony, the white male is so like, you know, like tell him what to do. It's like, because he's not had to experience the systemic racism and oppression that other people have. He's it's Trump to a T. I couldn't unsee Trump. Yeah, no, I kept thinking like, yeah. And, oh, and then I feel like I was getting Bernie vibes from Wes. Was it Wes Johnson? I know. Bernie's such a cutie. I love that little boy. Yeah. And Trump vibes. And then poor Jack is like born into this family and feels Mm -hmm. like it's all that he has and has to support his uncle on like the campaign trail, even though it's fucked up things. Imagine anything worse than like a political view you don't agree with and it's in your family. So you feel like you have to, and then going on stage in front of millions of people and acting like you, like what's worse. Yeah. And then like, the policies that your family member is enacting are directly impacting people you love. Your best friend. Yeah. Okay. Javier got so mad at Jack for not standing up to his family. Do you think he had that right? I think it was a mix. Like he took out a lot of his anger on Jack. I do think some of it was warranted, but I don't think how rough he was with him necessarily was like their best friends. Like people make mistakes and he did end up making it right. But I understand why he got upset. But I also think he was really hard on him. What do you think? I feel the same way. I feel like 
I I got the vibe that Javier wasn't going to forgive him. And that felt like so awful to me. But then I also get it. Like, how could Jack not say something? But then it's your family. Like, yeah, how hard it is to stand up to people like that. Especially when they're running for president. Right. When he grabbed the mic, I was like, yes. Give me the mic. I can't wait to see that scene in the movie or the TV show. Iconic. Um, Nina and Mara. I fucking love them. They go to Italy so much. And they decide to get married in Italy and I cry. That was so spontaneous and beautiful. And I just love that Nina was never unwavering when Mara had the short string. Mm -hmm. And that just shows you like, yeah, like in sickness and in health, like you are agreeing to be with this person. That's love. That is love. And Nina was like, not for a fucking second what I consider otherwise. But her sister Amy was like, are you sure about this? Yeah. And she was really struggling. I don't fault her. And I don't say that I would never do something like that. I would never question it. I think love always will win. And you will realize in the end, you should be with this person. But it's hard to be like, I would never. But it is the selfish choice to push someone away because you know that you're going to get not as long with them. I think it's, I think it's selfish. Right. And I feel like it also could be like harming yourself too. If this is a yeah. really great person for you. But then again, like I put myself in the other person's perspective and you know exactly when your partner is going to die mm-hmm. and have kids like it, it just, Oh goodness. It all feels so difficult. It does. But what's worse? Like, not not ever having that and and imagine you get to the end of your life and you that was your chance never had that no I feel like yeah I mean I feel like Amy had the right to think about those things and ask those questions but I also see where Nina was coming from like what the fuck is your problem here yeah yeah and then they got in that whole fight I thought they weren't going to talk I was like please everyone be nice to each other but then they ended up making up Amy had her babies Correct. Oh, that was Leah. I mean, no, no, babies. No, Amy had two babies with. Yes. Ben. Okay, but like we have to flash back a bit. Yes, yes, yes. So, ben. So basically, this is so wild. I feel like yeah. we need to like string all the characters together. So Ben and Mara were in the same support group mm-hmm. when Mara and Nina go to Italy. Ben and Amy. Amy is Nina's sister. Mm-hmm meet accidentally in Mara and Nina's apartment because Ben is framing photos that he drew for them. And Amy is like watering the plants Mm -hmm. and they talk and they talk and they talk and they really fall for each other. And then Ben finds out that Amy is the one he's been writing the letters to because Amy mentions Gertrude and he's like, Mm -hmm. wait, be a daily work at the same school. And so then Ben writes this gorgeous letter to her oh, about how much he like, wants to be with her and he wants to have kids and he wants to have a house and a family and da, 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 da. And she takes a month to answer him because she's so caught up with the fight with her sister and because she just doesn't know. Like, how would you feel if you were Ben waiting a month for that answer? Like, I kind of feel like at that point I would have been like, fuck you. But maybe that's just me. No, I've a I've month is like way. a long time. You're putting your whole like life and your vulnerability and your heart out on the line. And then someone is choosing not to answer you or be with you because of something you can't control. That's what like bothers me. It's discrimination. Like it's not like he's a mean person. It's not like he 
he found out he shot someone he he got a he got the short string like that happens in life where you're dealt a shitty hand of cards and if someone truly loves you they will show up no matter what right and to take a month like my heart was hurting for ben like i know how embarrassed he must have felt and how raw and vulnerable he must have felt to write that and then have her not respond i know get it together girl but then she did get it together finally and she and him saw each other at the wedding mm-hmm. yes and then, and then their love story unfolded the rest is history they had t- two fucking beautiful kids got married <laughs> and, and then and they got married and they like had the life ben always wanted they like didn't waste any time and then oh. they both ended up dying in a car crash when we thought it was only ben I but was he never shook. looked at her string wild I was so shook. I, and then when Nina, not, okay, so Nina adopts the kids and Mar. Okay. So I feel like that storyline didn't ever really get finished. Mara wanted kids and was kind of just not saying mm-hmm. anything. To Nina, mm-hmm. If you were Mara in that situation, would you have been like, I need to have kids? Yeah, I would have too. I just feel yeah. like knowing that I was going to die in 12 years. Like I would not want that experience to be. Yeah missed out on she never got to experience it on the other hand ben and amy did i think they were like maybe showing like both ways that it could have gone it's crazy because like i'm waiting as long as i can to have kids because lots of factors money um career stuff but if someone was like you have 10 years left i would have kids tomorrow up them out tomorrow yeah but then also like that, it's so hard because then it's like you're going to be leaving your kids like I know that does feel hard but I think about it and it's like parents who know that they only have 10 years with their kid are probably going to be a million times better parents than some of the other shitty parents out yeah. there you know so it's like I feel like it's so hard to it's so hard to like know and judge that Yeah I that was going to be my next question like do you if you were given 10 years would you have kids tomorrow? Immediately. Yeah. Inseminate me now. Who would Not it be insane. though? I'm like, I'm literally just going to like scream. <laughs> inseminate me. Not inseminate me. Health. <laughs> Is that the word? I think. In- I would want to do every single thing that I've ever wanted in life. And I want the experience of giving birth. I want the experience of being pregnant. I, I mean, I would do every single thing. That I have wanted to be a hot pregnant. We're going to be hot pregnant women. We're going to be so hot. I'm so excited to be pregnant. I'm just like, where is the other parents? (laughs) Nina didn't want to be a mom. And then she gets these two kids. Laura did one. I feel like life is so interesting in that way. Yeah. It just, oh, that I feel like I was thinking about that throughout the book too. Like how some people take things for granted, how some people like, don't want what others are dying for it's just it's so wild yeah and also the outlook of knowing how much time you have affects the way that you live your life like amy didn't look at her box and i envy her because she didn't she wasn't waiting for something bad to happen and she was just living anyways and i think that's what's so beautiful and that's what made me think is like i guess all of us really do live on autopilot as if there's like endless time left when none of us know when our time is up yeah and it makes you think about like the trivial things you worry about like your body and the food that you eat and it's like life it can be so short i know it did this book like change your outlook and make you want to live any differently 
That's a good question. I feel like it made me think about how much I'm working and how I need to like work smarter, not harder and like combine a lot of things. But I feel like I just, I feel like I want everything that like some people in this book have, and that hasn't changed, you know, like Mm -hmm. I am not embarrassed to say that, like, I want to meet a man that like really wants to have children. And I know that's like the uncool thing to say when you're 28 years old. So like, I I feel like the life that I want to live is like still like, I would, I would live that, you know, but I also feel like because of like mental health and OCD and everything I've gone through, I think that I really do experience and take advantage of like the joyful moments, maybe more than some other people would. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What about you? No, I was going to say like the whole mental health piece that I was thinking about throughout the whole book, it, it puts like when you've been at really low lows, it puts everything else in perspective, especially like when you're in like an okay place. It made me want to go do not wait to go do things like but like what? Like if I'm like, I want to like sit on the couch and like I get asked to like go see a show. Usually I'd be like, I just want to sit. And I'm like, no, just go see the show. Like because I could be like, I could go see it another. But like, we don't know how long we have. Yeah. I feel like writing the book, like everything. Yeah. You know, but I, I feel like books. I do try to live my life to the fullest in like a lot of areas. And then so much of it is out of your control. It reminds me of, um, I feel like Hank from the book was giving me Tom Hanks vibes. I don't know about you. Yes. Oh my I God, we forgot about Hank. Tom Hanks instantly when they were describing Hank's character. Oh, poor Hank. That made me so sad. That he and like the other doctor. Oh God, it was just so sad. What was her name? Dr. Anika Singh. Yes. They were so cute. It was, I pictured like these like 45, 50 year olds, like in bed together, like so cute. The cutest, cutest. And then like her showing up for him, even when she learned he had a short string. And this book was so beautiful. Like changed my outlook. I didn't finish it at the diner earlier because like I was about to sob when I saw that Nina or Mara died. I was like, if I read this, I will be hysterically sobbing. And these people are going to be like, is she okay? Part of me was like, maybe it's all wrong and they'll all live forever. I I thought that too. I thought there was going to be some jinx at the end where it's like, oh, this is a lie. We find out it's not like scientific. Yeah. That's crazy. And like also like all the scientists coming forward and be like, this actually is proven. That reminded me of the pandemic where no one believed it. And like, actually, no, this is real. At first I was like, it's only going to be two weeks. Like, I totally yeah. was like, what the fuck is this? Like, we're all going to be home for two weeks. We're going to be yeah. fine. I can't even think about the pandemic. It makes no, me it's know. so beyond traumatizing. Like, it's so beyond traumatizing. It was over three years ago. And we lost, like, what, two and a half years, so many lives. Like, it, it yeah, I feel like we're all, uh, speaking of the pandemic, like, we're all, like, still processing and, like, grieving. And I feel like it's going to hit us all in the face soon. And no one's, like, dealt with it. Yeah. And I feel like so many people it hit at like crucial years, you know, I I had my 30th during it. Awful. I had like this whole thing planned. Well, we wanted to do this whole like Airbnb, like cute thing. And yeah, didn't didn't work. Like this was like the peak when it like restruck that November of 2020. That was yeah. fucking awful. That's when it was. It was bad. That was so awful. Like we thought it was getting a little better and then it got worse again. 
Oh my God. And then like, I moved to New York that following like January, I think it was of 2021. And I feel like same shit, like it would get a little bit better. And then it's like, yeah. oh, hit. I just, and then you told me that we're going to have another one in 10 years. And I'm like, Lordy, I can't do it. Wait, when did I say that? I think you said that like scientists have predicted that like another pandemic is coming in the next 10 years. I think I saw that on TikTok. Everything I see on TikTok, I'm like, this is a fact. And Keith's like, please stop. <laughs> I it it does feel factual because I feel like some people go so hard on TikTok that they like do. you can find anything you need to know on TikTok. I'm really like wasting a lot of hours of my life like researching bizarre things on TikTok. I'm just trying to fucking grow my TikTok. That's all I'm trying to You fuck. are growing. You're at 25K. Oh my God. I almost hit. Let's see. What if patience, I hit Allegra, if I patience, Allegra? Patience. I don't know if I hit it while we're on the podcast, but let's find out. Um, hit 100K? I'm literally almost there. Let me tell you. I bet you I'm like 30 followers away. Yeah. Let's see. 19. Yes, bitch. Work. You better work. You better work. You better work, you better work. daddy. So okay, it's a let- full-time job. It really is. And we have to plan our shit. What would you rate this out of five legs? Honestly, I'm going, uh, I'm going five out of five. I, like either. I, okay. Maybe that was okay. I was 4.8. Let's do 4.8. I feel like 4.8. That's I don't know point. why I'm not giving it a five. Maybe there could have been like a tiny bit more flair, but like 4.8. I, yeah. I'm, I was going to say 4.6, 4.7. And I don't know why I'm, I'm, marking off anything just the fact that it was like some of the books we've read that have like taken my breath away in like a very different way you know what I mean no that makes that makes a lot of sense I feel like this was like a 4.8 yeah not quite a five but like almost there and for her first novel absolutely brilliant yeah she's amazing Nikki you're an icon you're so I'll have to pose a question I'm so interested and I would love to know what all of our followers think too. Okay. So I posted this on Instagram this morning and I got such different opinions. Would you share your therapist with someone in your life or not? We've talked about this. We said no. Okay. So you're going to scream. I feel personally attacked. So many people like in my comments are going, I wouldn't ever gatekeep my therapist and stop someone else from getting help. And I'm like, it's not what you're saying. That's not at all what I'm saying. And I keep saying like, there's so many good therapists out there. Like I wouldn't just tell a friend or family member to not find a therapist. I would find them another one. And also my therapist is amazing. I'm not going to gatekeep a good therapist. Like I want my therapist to help everyone. And it's like, okay, awesome. Like I totally respect that opinion, but like, I'm not going to have my best friend see my therapist no. and then like, I have a tiff or like your partner is not going to yeah. see my fucking therapist. Like there's conflicts of interest for, I was just going to say there's conflicts of interest. Like I ha I recommended a friend to my therapist and it, I, it, it like ruined my session. Like you can't do but, that. Okay. Yeah. I'm so glad that you feel that way because like some of these comments are like, I wouldn't gatekeep like, Oh, shut up. To stop people from getting help. And I'm like, I don't think it's stopping someone from getting help. It's just like, you know, I don't feel comfortable because I talk about X, Y, and Z. And if I have to talk about people in my life, but like, let's find you someone else. Absolutely. Okay. I just had to ask that because I'm like, I was actually surprised at how many people were like, I would absolutely share mine, but there were a handful that, and then someone else was like, 
they're not mine. They're a working professional. And I was like, they're mine. (laughs) Bye, Sad Girls. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and subscribe and follow our show. It's the way that we can get the word out about our Sad Girl podcast and more Sad Girls can find their community. And if you'd like to follow us on other platforms, we're on Instagram at Sad Girls Who Read and TikTok at Sad Girls Good Books. We love you, sad girl.